Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This episode of the Fantasy Fantasia podcast is brought to you and sponsored by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario. So big thanks to them. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's episode of Dungeons and Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club began making their way through the Underdark to infiltrate the castle in Ildichester. Before leaving, Giriad gave a mighty speech to rouse the Dwarven army, and did such a good job they almost launched their attack immediately after his speech was done, ruining their plan almost. Darien took it upon himself to lead the Dwarven army against the animated dragon when the signal was given through their earrings of messaging. The group, plus Lakara, began working through the Underdark until they came to the old Ildichester mines. They took a roller coaster ride of a railway, riding individual minecarts. Unfortunately, along the way, the group was divided into pairs. Each had their own encounters along the path back to one another, including puzzles, a deck of many things, and the newly formed Goblin Choir from a couple episodes ago. From there, they all made their way through Old Ildichester and up into the castle. Upon entering the castle, however, the group is stopped as Giriad lays eyes on his fiancée, who is possessed, with smoke pouring out of her eyes, much like the dwarf from the camp. Now let's launch into tonight's session. guys peek your eyes over the edge of the rubble where the hole was built and you see a museum that boasts various paintings statues siege weaponry of the past on this first floor you see wrapping around the wall there's a second floor balcony around the circumference of the room that holds bookshelves against the wall a large golden bell hangs in the middle of the room from the ceiling and you see that there's a rope used to ring it that is tied to the balcony on the left side of the room and finally, hanging in the air is a skeleton of a dragon that extends along the middle of the room as if it is mid-flight, hanging from these ropes. Now looking around, you guys see Deirdre as the closest to you, just a mere 30 feet away. Her back cur currently turned her back currently toward you. Looking around, you see there are six 
other possessed dwarves, making their rounds in the room, keeping watch for anything suspicious. Now, what would you like to do? Am I the only one who sees this? Yeah, I think you all see this. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. What would you guys like to do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. Is Gary kind of frozen? Because I think we left off with him poking his head up and just freezing. Is that like, do we notice anything about him? Is he acting different? Gary, the man of action, is frozen. Okay. Staring. Uh, Gary. Hey, buddy. Um, Hello. what's going on? Velvet's gonna run Hello? up to him and, like, poke him on, like, on his side. Hey, buddy. Hello. Remain, I still remain frozen. Did he get <laughs> charmed or something? Yeah. Hey. And, and Sai's kind of looking around to see if there's any sort of, like, spellcaster trying to put some sort of spell on him. Nope, no spellcasters. Yeah. Velvet, he's, as you're standing right? there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, okay. He's breathing. He's okay. Uh, but Velvet, you kind of see where his eyes are creating a, a laser line toward this dwarf standing 30 feet away. You clock that. Uh, um, okay. What, what? What is it? There's a dwarf 30 feet down that way. Do you want me to? I can take care oh. of it. Do you want me to go uh, to well, take care of it? Uh, maybe we shouldn't deal with the way you deal with things, Lita, because we all know how you deal with things. So you don't want me to fight enemies and kill them? <laughs> not, not that dwarf. We, uh, what, what ho, dwarf? <laughs> Le, <laughs> Le, well, Lekara, Lekara puts oh her hand God. over your mouth. Velvet's was like, shh, 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 shh. Hey, we don't want them to know we're here yet. Ah, uh, good call. <laughs> they are possessed after all. Giriad, oh. what's the problem? I stand up and walk towards um, Deirdre. Oh. <laughs> Okay, you guys are reaching your arms over this hole. He just uh, continues walking, and you kind of sit back for a moment to see what the hell is going on. Gary, you walk up to her. What are you going to do? I I put my hand on her shoulder. She slowly turns around, and you see smoke pouring out of her eyes and a blank look on her face, and she looks up to you, and she cocks her head to the right. Deirdre, can you hear me? Silence for a moment. Her hand comes up to your shoulder. She places it on your shoulder, and she slowly starts squeezing harder and harder until she's pinching your shoulder blade, and you feel this sting in your back, and she's gripping you as hard as she can, and she's shaking. I, 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 I just I take her hand and I hold it. You know, like I, I hold it, like I hold her hand. She whips it away and punches you straight in the face. And all the other dwarves in the room, you hear a smack that echoes through. It's a pretty quiet room. They all stop in their circles and they look right toward you, Giriad. Going so poorly. Deirdre, I, 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 come with me. Come. Deirdre isn't here right now. What is the meaning of this? She took us. She took all of us. We are one with her. She hears our thoughts. She listens to our words. And now she knows your Silence, fear. bring her back. Immediately, the two dwarves on the balcony cock. They pull back arrows oh. in their bows. Okay. Deirdre reaches down for her weapon, pulls it out, and before attacking you says, Oh, this is going to be fun, isn't it? We love seeing bloodshed. 
dwarven bloodshed. Filthy dwarven bloodshed. Oh. And she's gonna go to attack you. Yeah, okay. Yuria just seems puzzled. <laughs> but that that's that's that then. If if I mean if I'm not gonna do much, but if you reach my AC, you reach my AC. Okay, yeah, oh, she, no. she Others, you see this happening. Can I can Lena go into a rage? She's not gonna attack them yet, but she's uh uh wants to ready her spectral warriors warriors to do spirit shield. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Now, others, you see this isn't going well. We're going to backtrack for a moment, just like five or ten seconds. You see she starts to pull out her weapons. The arrows are pulled back in the bows. What would you like to do? Oh, and me calling out was a problem. Well, it just says <laughs> sarcasm. Sir, sir, um, Lena, Lena, she's, Lena, she's raging, kind of goes, um, uh, she says, uh, Velvet Bree, like her, maybe this is your time to try and get away. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's a good point. I'm gonna. Can if I, you sure? can cause some damage on the way and get rid of some of these dwarves, that would help. But. <laughs> oh yeah, don't worry. I I I got you. Um, I'm gonna cast in invisible. On. Uh, uh, sorry, Steph. Can you make yourself invisible or no? Um, no, I don't think I can. Okay. Likara has invisibility. She's got it? Awesome. Okay. I'm going to cast invisibility on both myself and Bree then. Okay, great. And awesome. Likara just says, well, okay, okay, okay. Just make sure you get the dragon going before we head into the king's room, okay? Will do. Okay. And the, the three of you guys turn invisible. Okay. Oh, that's so, going to be so badass. <laughs> can it be synchronized, Avery? Can we all turn at the same time? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Velvet definitely would have been like, okay, everyone, on three, three, no, wait, one, two, and, and, and on three, not after three, okay? One, two, three! And in the same moment, you guys turn invisible on three. She, uh, Deirdre brings back her sword and goes to swing at you on three. And uh, others who are going to be joining into combat, I need you guys to roll initiative for me. All right. Yay. Uh, 19. And carried as well. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, okay. And 19, yeah, yeah. Seven for Sai. Seventeen. Okay, so Deirdre immediately takes that attack against you, but she manages to miss. Maybe uh, you just step back out of the way. You don't want to cause anything yet. Now, the two bowmen on both balconies, they also go to take shots at you okay. from either side. And... Uh, they're both going to miss. They shoot as well. You managed yes. to avoid all three attacks in an acrobatic wow. flourish. I mean, he's and... level 14 now, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and Lena, you're going to be up first. So Deirdre is with Deirdre about 25 feet away as you hop out of the hole. You see there are four dwarves dispersed throughout this room, uh, about 60 to 70 feet away um, in a circle. And then there are the two dwarves on either side of the balcony. What would you like to do? Um... I am going to go up to Deirdre and try to grapple her to restrain her to figure out what the heck Giri uh, <laughs> is doing. <laughs> so she, she's so she's in a rage. She her eyes go black, um, and she just gets up and runs up to Deirdre and just like goes around the side of her and just and just kind of grapples her. Uh, I don't know if you want me to make a strength check. Yes, roll Avery. athletics for me. Oh, thank oh. God for advantage. Thank God for advantage. Um, that's a 25. Okay, so Deirdre crit. 
So you go, you run up to her, and just after she makes that sword swing, she sees you coming, and with strength that she does not own herself, grabs you by the arm, flips you over, and slams you on the ground, and you're currently prone, Lena. Oh, oh no. no! I just like turn. I I mm. oh, can I turn my head up to Gary and be like, Gary, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna spend my action. Is it my turn? Sorry. Yes, it is. I don't know if it's an action or a bonus action. If you could look it up, Avery. But can I help her up? Help is an action. Oh, to help up? Uh, yeah. You know, just take it as a. Um, Take it as a bonus action, we'll say. Sure, okay, whatever, okay. So as a bonus action, I'm going to um, help her up and, I, and I'm gonna go, trust me. And then um, I'm gonna turn invisible. What? What's the <laughs> plan? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yep, that, that's it for now. I'm just gonna hide. Oh God, okay. Oh, and then uh, take the hide action? No problem, you're invisible, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you are gone. Yeah. So, Deirdre, it's her turn next. She turns to you, Lena, and she's going to take another slice at you with her longsword here. Mm-hmm. And 13 doesn't hit, no. Nope. So she goes to take a swing at you. Geared helping you up, you're on both feet. You manage to sidestep out of the way, and the smoke is pouring profusely out of her eyes. It's almost like she has this energy building inside of her. After that, we have one of the possessed dwarves begins making his way over to you, Lena. He steps... He comes from the bottom right. He starts running toward you, and he's going to take one swing at you with his longsword as well. 24 mm-hmm. will definitely hit. Yep. So you take five slashing damage. Oh, uh, yeah, five slashing damage, which will be halved because you're raging. So mm-hmm. two slashing damage from that as you barely feel it cut into you. After Beauty. that, we have another possessed dwarf. He runs for you. Same thing, Lena. He's going to be taking another uh, hit against you with his long sword. That's gonna miss. A third possessed dwarf comes after you, Lena. He <laughs> runs at you. He also misses with his long sword. So hey! I just and then after, here, let's see if this happens. A third, uh, sorry, one, two, three, four possessed dwarf. He hits as well. Okay, so that's gonna be five slashing damage. That's already halved. Okay. So in this moment, all these dwarves rush at you, Lena. One takes a swing, barely nicks you. You block one, scoop out of the way to the other, and then finally the third one manages to nick you on the side again. After that, Sai, you just witnessed all this happen. Gary went invisible. What would you like to do? Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. So uh, so is is Lena around where Deirdre is? Yes. Okay, so he's going to get out um, of the little stairwell, and he's going to hurl a chromatic orb towards um, one of the dwarves that, that uh, was attacking uh, was attacking Lena. Right on. So that is going to be a... Oh, yeah, that's a 26. That, yeah, roll some damage yeah, for Yeah, I think that is. <laughs> and it's a first-level chromatic orb. Okay, so that's going to be a uh, 17 damage. 17, okay, right on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go down from that. And what kind of chromatic orb did you say it was? Oh, um, that's right, I didn't say a uh, fire fire so you hurl a fire fastball at this thing and it explodes off his back and finally they're alarmed of your presence in the hole and they know you're there now at least that one yeah and then um Sai's gonna actually hide behind one of the um uh what are those things like the one of the little half cover things the closest one beyond beyond the Ballastar. Uh, okay, so you run yeah. past the ballista on the left side there. Ballista. You super slide behind one of the statues, and you're now in half cover. <laughs> okay. So cool. half cover that that will grant you 
a plus two bonus to your AC and deck saving throws. All right, nice. Okay. So next we have the two possessed dwarves that are on the balcony. One's gonna go to take a shot at you, Lena, again. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it also misses. So you're pulling out these crazy maneuvers. Wow. You're surrounded by five dwarves ducking out of the way of arrows. <laughs> now the seventh one, you, uh, all those in combat right now, you see that he's actually running around, trying to take his movement toward that bell. He's running for that rope that's tied to the big bell. So you guys clock that happening. After that, it brings us back to the top with Lena. Right now you're surrounded by five possessed dwarves, one of which is Deirdre. What would you like to do? Mm -hmm. Um... So the last thing Lankara said was we need to get the dragon going, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Lena's going to take the uh, disengage action if she can and run to ring the bell. Okay, Ooh. yeah. So you oh. disengage. You see the only way to get up uh, without magical means is by taking the stairs on the opposite side of the room where the base is covered in this weird purple ooze, this oily, strange oh, ooze right. that looks like it's flowing on its own. So you can definitely uh, take that way. Just uh, there's a hazard there to worry about. Yeah. Um, can oh, I can't do anything else on my turn, eh? Probably not. Um, it would take a dash action to get about halfway up the stairs. Could I, the purple ooze, could I, uh, when I um, went into a rage, uh, I didn't do this before, but I can as a bonus action on my turn. I'm gonna set my ax on fire. Can I press it? Can I put the fire bit into the ooze to see if it like oh. sets it up? Sense it yeah. Nice. Totally. You light your axe with your uh, fiendish energy and you run up, swipe it along the bottom and it immediately catches a flame. It's oily sort of surface. Ooh. And you hear this oh. terrible screech from the ooze as it shakes and shimmies on the ground and it's regurgitating this disgusting black ooze all over the room around mm. there. And then uh, the whole thing lights up in about 10 seconds and it dissipates into a smoke into the air that fills the ceiling. Cool. And the ooze is no longer there. Yeah. Sweet. Oh. oh my god. We solved your ooze puzzle. <laughs> god damn it. Good job, Lena. <laughs> nice. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying. We need to wake the dragon, right? I yelled a sigh. <laughs> That's right. And gives her a thumb, thumbs up. After Where the Lena fuck is Gyrion? Yeah, what would you like to do? Um, oof, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I... I, um, okay, I'm gonna try to cast Grasping Vine, which is a level four spell. Okay. Uh, so you conjure a vine that sprouts from the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. When you cast the spell, you can direct the vine to lash out at a creature within 30 feet of it that you can see. The creature must succeed on a dex saving throw or be pulled 20 feet directly towards the vine. Uh, until the spell ends, you can direct direct the vine to lash out at the same creature or another one as a bonus action on each of your turns. I'm gonna try to get her to the, um, let's say to the left of the room. Is that 30 feet away, as far left as possible? Yeah, yeah, you can make it there. Alright, so I'm going to cast that vine there, and I need her to make a, a dex saving throw. What do I have to beat? Right, that too. So uh, you, you're gonna have to beat... 16. Oh, don't even worry about it. She rolled a five. <laughs> okay, so she definitely failed. Um, she's pulled directly towards the vine, I think, and like, uh, she's... I think that's the spell? I thought that she would have been stuck in it, but I guess I didn't 
read that right. Anyway, so that, that I cast that there, and uh, I'm going to take my action to, uh, now that I'm not invisible anymore, I'm going to take my action to just run towards her and, um, and speak clearly to her. Deirdre, I know you're in there somewhere. Please, wake up. Okay, yeah, that vine whips her to the side. You run, you slide down to her, and right next to Sai, basically, you see Gary, you, Sai, you mm -hmm. see this vine erupt next to you. Grab Deirdre, bring her down. It has a hold of her, and she's trying to get this vine off of her. Gary, it slides and it starts confronting her, asking her these questions. And Gary, you you do sense this sort of inner tension inside. Uh, part of her, part of her, she starts to speak, saying, "Fuck you, you filthy! Please help!" There's some sort of uh, torment going inside. She's fighting back. Okay. Um, well, that's my turn, though. So So next up is Deirdre. Now, can you roll... Hmm. I can roll. I'll do a somersault. <laughs> can you rock? Mm -hmm. Can you roll? <laughs> can you just roll a persuasion, persuasion for me? Oh. That's not... No bueno. Yeah, okay. Uh, minus one. <laughs> oh, no. Three. Three altogether. Okay, so this is going to be really difficult. I'm going to roll for her to try to get out of being possessed now that you're trying to draw her out of there. She has that familiar sense of someone. But the DC is going to be really tough because... Oh, no, not enough. So she tries to fight back. She tries to fight back Sol Katesh's influence, but she just can't. And in this oh. moment, she looks up to you and she's going to try to strike you again. <gasps> okay. And okay. does a 16 hit? Uh, 17 is my AC. Perfect, okay, so she goes to slash at you and you just step out of the way, trying to stay as close to her as possible. That's her turn. Okay. That's okay, now, okay. Now, the possessed dwarfs surrounding Lena. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five. We're going to, uh, let's see here. <laughs> there's five? Four, four, of them are, four of them are gonna, there, uh, there's four of them around you. Three of them are gonna right. to attack you. And mm -hmm. what's your AC? Or 16. Okay, they all missed. The highest rolled was a 15. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> so, you're the... oh, my God. <laughs> Matrix dodge. <laughs> they form this square around you, and each of them are all trying to attack you, slashing at you, but you're pulling off these incredible maneuvers, yes. blocking, ducking, <laughs> jumping, twisting around, butterfly kicking in the middle of this fray. <laughs> the one that you attack, Sai, uh, he's going to take a step back, and Lena, you can take a an attack of opportunity against him while you're doing all this dodging. <laughs> that's a 19. Okay, roll some damage for me. And that's a six. Hold on. Oh, oh I keep rolling like shit on my fire, extra fire damage. Eight. Uh, 17. Okay, so at the end of all your dodging, you swing your body around, bring your great axe around and do a clean arc through the air and slash him in the back as he's running away, trying to get towards Sai. And as you slash his back, blood splurts out as you hit him really hard. And then the blood is replaced by smoke as smoke erupts from his back and he falls to his knees and all the smoke leaves his body. And then there's just a dwarf left unconscious bleeding on the ground. And that dwarf is down. Oof. Oh dear. Thanks, Lena. No problem, got your back. What would you like to do, Velvet? I feel like I would have taken Bree's hand because we can't technically see each other either. Oh, okay. So probably yeah. <laughs> being together is best. Um, so I'd have been like, let's go, Bree, grab her hand. And I'm just kind of running through um, 
I it's that glass case there, Avery. Uh, Velvet was wanting to like kind of uh, slam into it and knock it over because I don't I don't turn from invisible unless I attack or cast a spell. So I just wanted to just push it over uh, and uh, break it and hopefully just buy the group like a second while the uh, no or by when the dwarves are distracted by the boom or the sound. Mm. If that mm. isn't gonna work, then just xnay this whole thing. Okay, no, I'll roll some wisdom on them. Let's see here. Okay. So okay. Oh, that one was bad. That was worse. Oh. Okay. Hey. Okay, that one was good. So, uh, in this moment, you push over uh, the glass and it smashes all over the miniature of the city as you push it. And two of the dwarves that are fighting Lena turn around and they try to see what's behind them, but there's nothing there, just the broken Yay! glass. Hmm. Oh, all right, Bree, let's, go, let's go, let's go, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> it doubles it over to the, the stairs. So I'll say when they go to make their next attack, they'll do it with disadvantage because their attention is being drawn two different ways. Yes. Cool. Okay. Nice. Now, Sai, you see Geriad and Deirdre next to you. Lena's in the fray still with the three others. There's also the two bowmen on top of the balcony. What would you like to do? Um, all right, so Lena's surrounded by three, huh? Yes. All right, he's going to cast Haste on her. Oh, shit. Nice, okay. Yeah, do some damage on these three dwarves. So, um, Lena, that is your your speed is doubled, a plus two to AC, advantage, advantage, dexterity, saving throws, and you get an an, an additional action. So, like an an additional (laughs) attack. Oh, my hell yeah. Hey. Cool. All right, anything else, Sai? Well, got rid of the, the dwarf that was coming towards, towards me. So um, <laughs> now, with the, these vines, are they kind of, like, threatening me? So, like, should I back up uh, behind no, one of the No, they're Geary's vines. They're friendly. They're, they're, they're friendly vines. Okay. So I'm You're just going to stay where I am. Hide my cover. Okay. <laughs> I have cover. <laughs> all right, all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. After that, the two arrow guys. So one's going to take another shot at you, Lena. Mm-hmm. And misses terribly wow these guys are rolling so bad i don't think i've rolled over like <laughs> jesus okay or you're just doing amazing lead in the middle of this you're really feeling it last session yeah, there's no combat so you're nice and limber <laughs> yep yep but the other one again he takes his movement he makes his way over to the bell and he's starting to uh untie oh, the rope that's there untie oh okay after that it's back to the top with lena you're surrounded by three dwarves what would you like to do um yeah, I mean, I guess, so the one's down for the count. I guess I'll be like, okay, next. And she goes to uh, the next one. And um, so I have four attacks. I, if I can do like two on one and two on another, Avery, that would be, that'd be sweet. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Take him down, on. Lena. I have two other attacks. So I'll just roll them really quick and make sure. I assume a 13 doesn't hit. No, it won't. <laughs> Great. Uh, so then I'll just do one then. So I got a a 23 and a 20. Okay, so um, just the two hits. So one does, I'll just do one first and see if he's down. I got 15 damage on the one. So I turn to the next one, I swipe him good. He's still up. I go, damn it. And then I waste (laughs) my 30 damage on him too. I rolled really well. Oh shit, okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay, after 30, he definitely goes down. <laughs> oh my god, that took so long. <laughs> yeah, you, you you do one slash, and it does like a pretty good dent in him, and then the 30 is enough to double him over. I mean, holy smokes. Well, boom, you smash him into the ground. And again, it's the same effect where from the wounds you're creating on these dwarves, smoke billows out, and then once they're falling unconscious, all the smoke leaves and it, as it exits through the room. 
Lena feels a little bit of guilt because she knows that they're possessed. And so she knows they weren't acting on their own accord. So she kind of realizes that and feels like, as she sees the smoke leave this one's eye, she's like, oh, crap. She feels a little bit guilty. Uh. Gyriad, you're standing in front of Deirdre still. What would you like to do? Gyriad laughs to himself and he goes, you would do the same for me, love. And I, then I'm, gonna, I'm just going to punch her in the face. <laughs> I'm just going to keep punching her. And that's what oh, I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna. First of all, let me roll to hit. Yeah. Which what is like what? It, here we go. I I I'm sure I can actually figure this out. So does 18 hit Avery? Yes. Sick. It is a stagnant two damage. It says. <laughs> okay. Two two damage as you clock her in the face. I'm gonna roll her again as you try to punch Solkatesh kind of out of her brain, <laughs> rattling it around in her head. And. She, oh, she gets really close on that one. You can tell this is actually working well if you keep going with this tactic. Uh, the smoke releases out of her ears and her eyes with each punch that you give her. And oh. you can tell that she's kind of falling unconscious, but also is gaining her internal consciousness back. <laughs> Sounds confusing, but does it make sense? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to roar out. Ah, the punching works. <laughs> the punching works okay that is what i'm going okay. to roar belt out I'm all right belt that out. and that's my turn by the way yeah all right right on so deirdre same thing uh she's starting to gain her consciousness back i'm gonna have her roll again here to see if she can beat it out fuck she only rolled a four that's so okay. she looks at you and she caresses your cheek for a moment and oh. then she pulls out a dagger from her side and she stabs <gasps> it into your back or she attempts to. She attempts to. Oh. And she, she's doing really bad. This internal conflict is causing so many issues with these attacks. She's trying to pull back, <laughs> but Solkatesh is trying to push her forward. And she just grazes and cuts the uh, cloth of your shirt under your armor there, but misses your skin entirely. And she uh. lets out this growl that doesn't sound like hers. This reminds me of our honeymoon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> So we have two dwarves that are still surrounding you, Lena. They're gonna take both their attacks and mm -hmm. both miss a 13 and a seven. Holy crap. Oh, Lena, like a ballerina with all this oh, grace is blocking, man. defending, just doing all this crazy shit. Honestly, she's enjoying herself. They, they both miss. I, I cannot believe that. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, th this is where Lena thrives. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm good at. This is all I know. Sigh. You're up. You see two dwarves around, Lena, two dwarves on the balcony, Deirdre next to you. What would you like to do? Oh, okay. Um, now, what are, what are the ones in the balcony? Like, um, okay, question. The ones around Lena, how are they looking? Are they pretty kind of... They have like, not been touched. Or... What? They have not been touched. They have not been touched. Okay, and then the ones on the balcony, are they... Or obviously, we haven't hit them, but Correct. are they doing anything? One's attacking Lena. The other one is unraveling the rope that's connected to that bell up top. Mm. And do we, do we know that, do we want the bell to be rung? Like, weren't you going after the bell, Lena? It was, but then people surrounded me. Okay. So is that like how we're going to wake up the dragon? Is that, that the plan? I mean, we think so. Do we? <laughs> We maybe really maybe I'm this. wrong and we're gonna <laughs> ring it and it's gonna cause something horrible to happen if we I die. Know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like if they're they're undoing the uh, the bell, I'm thinking that they might be calling for backup. So 
Um, so size can actually throw a chromatic orb at um, the guy going after the, the rope. Sure. All right, let's do it. Okay, because I don't trust this. Okay, so that is 11 plus 9, so that's a 20, dirty 20. Yes, and, ma'am. And um, 7, 12, and 8. Oh, that's a 20 damage. And then let's do, um, I like fire. Fire is my element, so let's do fire damage to the, the rope guy. Holy crap, okay, you hurl a chromatic orb at this thing, and it blasts him in the face, and his beard catches on fire, mixing with the black smoke coming out of his eyes, and he starts patting it and screaming, and he releases the rope as he's trying to pat the fire out on his face. You distract him from it for this moment. Okay, whew. Now, we have the arrow guy. He's going to take another shot at you, Lena. Fuck, he rolled a six. This is bad. I cannot believe this. I don't know. You have my luck right now. Get your shit together. (laughs) <laughs> it's always the big <laughs> battles where the players just roll amazing and the, the, the game masters roll terrible, eh? Those climactic moments. And then the other guy, um, his beard's on fire. He spends his action literally patting out the flames, trying to get those out. So he's busy with that. Now, we're going to go to the group that's making their way out of the room for a moment. So Lena, in this moment, just set the ooze on fire. It goes into flame, and you guys see the exit door uh, now that the ooze is gone. Ooh. Hey, that was convenient. Love it. Uh, so I'm still guiding Bree, and I go, all right, Bree, are you ready? Are you feeling good to uh, de-glove a king? That sounds um, kinky, but it's not. Oh, oh, okay, I'll trust you on that. Um, yes, yeah, we should try to find where he is. Lakara pipes up and says, there's a safe room that the king you can use in times of peril, in times where the city is getting attacked. My guess with that is that he would be in there. How Thank far you, is it Lakara. from here? Uh, we gotta go a few levels up. It's uh, more toward the top of the castle. Uh, okay. All right. Um, well, uh, here that's... you lead the way. Um, okay. We're all, we'll we'll all take hands. Velvet <laughs> oh, okay. Lingling's hands, so we don't lose each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Invisibly, you yeah, you guys all take each other's hands, and you begin making your way up <laughs> to the top of the castle. As as they're running through, um, Bree is going to say to. Velvet, um, I appreciate your help with the invisibility, and I, I think I have something that could help you with whatever's ahead, and I want you to let you know that I'm doing this to help the group, and because you can have some really creative strategies and powerful attacks when you're not running away from battle or hiding. And oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's rare. <laughs> she's going to kind of like squeeze his hand a little bit, and she's going to cast Death Ward on him. Mm. Ooh, so what'll that do for him? Yeah. Oh, my hand so, tickles. Oh. <laughs> this, um, Pencil like, needles. emerald green shimmery magical, like, mist is going to come out of her hand and just, like, envelop him. And basically, Death Ward lasts for eight hours, and oh. it will grant Velvet a measure of protection from death. And huh. the first time, if he happens to drop to zero hit points... Um, instead, it goes to one, and then oh. the spell will end. That's uh, awesome. This, nice. Yeah, That's if the really spell cool. is still in effect when the target is subjected to an effect that would kill it instantaneously without dealing damage, the effect is instead negated against the target, and the spell ends. 
Hey. Damn. Okay. Nice. So Very I feel cool. like Velvet gets like Mario with like the uh, the star. He's like, I feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> you guys run yeah, faster through the castle. So jacked. I just it's like I just feel so so powerful. And I I I, I turn around and I he probably says it way too fast and and he just kind of blurts it out because I just feel like he's like high on 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 uh, clerical magic right now. And he's like, Bray, I have to say something really fast and. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't know if we're going to die or not because I've never tried to deglove a cake. Again, sounds kind of kinky, but it's not. But um, I do have to tell you that I apologize that I was so mean to Verna. Verna didn't deserve that. You don't deserve that. You're really nice. You're one of my favorite people here. And sometimes, if I wasn't me, Velvet Smooth Chords, the most famous singer in the whole wide world, and the epitome of non-monogamy, well, Bree, I think you and I would have a good go. Don't you think? Oh! oh. Bree is, like, absolutely speechless. I think her jaw drops a little bit. And I said that I didn't remember our kiss, but I totally did. It was a really nice kiss. You're a good kisser. One, one, one. He kisses like her her hand like three times again. I feel like this is like magical Adderall or like magical caffeine for him right now. And he's just like bouncing off the walls. And uh, yeah. he just needed to, to blurt it out. He's like, I'm sorry that I said I didn't remember. And though kissing is kind of like a handshake for me, I uh, you're great. And, uh, you know, like I said, in another universe, maybe, doll, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you can't yeah, see, but like Kara's jaw is dropped as she's running behind you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, or uh, leading the way, I sorry. I forgot you were here, but uh, yeah, we kissed one time. Crazy story. Anyways, thought my guys are going to die. Just in case, Bree, you're great. And you know what? No, definitely. In another universe, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Bree's just silent for like five, five seconds. And she's like, wow, okay. Uh, thank you. Like Kara pipes up and says, well, why not this one? Why not this one? You guys seem like you'd actually be a really great match. You're kind of polar opposites attract, you know? Still sprinting through the castle, you guys. <laughs> we, we just kind of like yells out to her telepathically. We, we, shouldn't we deal with the king first? Oh, we got time. She's as you guys are on the, now the, th the third flight of stairs going up. I don't know, Lakara. I just, you know, I have a problem with monogamy, and I'm not really sure if I can commit. And, and if I was going to be with someone as wonderful as Brie, I certainly wouldn't want to break her heart. You know what I mean? Oh, I feel so mm, good. Uh, uh, I feel like I want to sing so good. Maybe Brie and I, far beyond the seas of time, are together. Well, Brie, is non monogamy a, a problem for you? <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing, right? When I was in the Fae, it was all about loving everything, both, you know, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And and that's a part of how I like to share love. And Brie, I'm just going to assume right now, you're probably into monogamy, right? I really don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> can, we, uh, can, can, can we focus on the king, please? Scale from one to ten, Brie. How hot do you think I am? Because I give you like a solid eight and a half. Lakara was like, whoa. Lakara, you too, honestly, like eight, eight and a half. You're both eight and a half. You're both nines. You know what? Fuck it. You're both twelves. I love you both. It's like kissing both their hands right now. Oh, so full of love. Feel so good. My nipples are perky. Feel them, Brie. She says, wait, um, and no. you guys see there's a bunch of dwarves coming from the opposite direction that are possessed, and there's a broom closet to your left, and she pushes you both into it and uh, closes the door behind you guys as uh, about seven or eight of them taking up the width of the hallway run by. Do one of us have the pin? Can we warn them, Avery, that they're coming? 
Yeah, you guys all have those uh, ear pieces. Oh, that's the, right, um, the earrings. earrings the, pieces, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. I forgot about those. <laughs> I know. Velvet's going to grab the uh, his earpiece and go, ooh, oh my god, that's a lot of evil demon dwarfs. I better go warn a group. Uh, mm, oh, earrings. Oh, yes. And he's going to feel his earring. And uh, Do I have to roll for that? Nope, it just works automatically. Okay, I go, uh, hey, watch out, group. You got uh, another shipment of uh, fresh, shadowy-eyed demons coming your way. Over and out. Ooh. I should who make that a thing, right? Over and out. Yeah, Ooh, this who is, is this? Velvet. What's this happening? Is, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, multiple Woody Award winning Velvet Smooth Chords. Perhaps you've heard of Woody Award winning. <laughs> uh, sorry, don't know of Velvet Smooth Chords. <laughs> no, no. I'm, uh, you haven't heard of uh, Queenies in My Bungalow? Um, if she could hang up, Lena would. Lena's, <laughs> <laughs> Lena's just joking around. She, she's kicking some dwarf ass. Come on. Ooh, okay. Well, you got about nine more, six more. I don't know. I just, numbers oh, are really hard. I'm nine? Just, would, wouldn't you agree that Bree is like a solid eight and a half to 12, somewhere in that range? Sai doesn't understand what that means. No? Okay. Well, you know what? I. You know what? Anyways, best of luck. Love you all. You're all great. Lena, we're still iffy. But uh, anyway, see you mm-hmm. later. Over and out. <laughs> this is Velvet Smooth Chords, by the way. All right. Have fun. Okay. I think they know. <laughs> Darian pipes up on his earring and says, over and out. Shut. Oh, my God. Darian, Darian are you okay? <laughs> we're good. We're just waiting on your signal. Darian, do you still have the dagger? Yes, I still have the dagger. Okay, good. I'm proud of you. Uh, yeah, still waiting. Still wait on that signal, Darian. Doing great. Well, well, we're we having can this talk, like, wow, this is a, this, hey, how's, uh, how's the fight going? Good. Everyone feel okay? Uh, and that, on that question, we'll, we'll switch back, I guess, to, uh, the other yeah. <laughs> it's, good. it's a good segue, it's a good segue. Wow, how yeah. Dr. Phil moment up the stairs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, Lena, you are currently yep. surrounded by only two possessed dwarves now. What would you like to do? Um, she's like, okay, Lena, you have to do better than last time. Uh, she looks at both of them, and uh, yeah, she got above 20 on both her attacks. She's trying to clear the room. She wants to get the room cleared so she can figure out what the fuck Gary is doing and why Sai stopped the dude from doing that. So, yeah, the first guy she turns to, and a, mm, a, actually, sorry, a 28 and a 16 to hit. Uh, the, yes, the AC is 16. Roll some damage. Yes! Uh, that's 41 damage. Okay, he goes down again in a puff of smoke from his wounds. Poof, and he collapses to the ground. Now, I checked haste and it said you can only do one attack, but if you're going to give me two, I'll I'll take them still. Oh, it is one attack, eh? Yeah. All right, since you're so adamant about being impeded, we'll only do one no, attack no, for I'm you. No, no, I'm just saying, I just, just in case people <laughs> are listening okay. and they're it's like, all, you're <laughs> No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, you have one more attack. 27 to hit and 24 damage. Oh, okay. That's nice. enough. That guy yes! uh, with a single swing, you cut right up his belly and his Ooh. demonic sounding scream ends as a dwarven uh, with humanity. It has like he regained his consciousness in that last second and then he collapses to the ground. Lena kind of mutters to them. You're free now. I'm sorry. All that's left now is the two dwarves on the balcony. Yes. Uh, that note, sigh. There are two dwarves yes. on the balcony. <laughs> what would you like to do? <laughs> okay, um, and are both of them, like, is the guy still putting down his beard, or is it... Uh, he, is he just no, okay. finished. He yeah, just he's finished. about to go back. Okay. And is he going back after the uh, the rope, or...? Yeah, you see him turn his direction to the rope again. Uh, 
All right. I'm yeah. I'm think I'm I'm feeling like he's trying to warn people, and that might bring more danger on us. So I'm gonna try to attack him again with the chromatic orb. All right. Let's uh, do it. All right. And again, I get a dirty twenty. So Ooh, that nice. is going to be. Uh, it's only nine fire damage. That's enough. He gets oh, yes. blasted again by another chromatic orb. And this one, the force is enough that it blasts him through a window. The window crashes and he falls out of the window out and falls out of the room down oh, the side man. of the mountain. Oh, quietly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. One, one more left. And the other one that's up there, he sees that that guy got blasted by. So he's going to start to take his movement toward the rope. His movement isn't enough to get all the way to it, though. He gets about halfway, and that's his turn for now. So right after that guy goes flying out the window, Giriad, you're looking back down at Deirdre. Uh, She's getting a little woozy from getting punched in the head on the brink of unconsciousness. What would you like to do? Uh, I look at her, hold her face and smile, and then I hit her again. (laughs) Okay, and you don't don't even worry about damage. You've been punching her in the head enough times that boom, this one, you hear a crack in her nose. And smoke pours out of her nose first. But then the smoke ends pouring out of her nose and it turns only into blood. And the smoke is no longer pouring out of her eyes as she's laying there unconscious in your arms. Good. And then I'm just going to pick her up and um, look around. Uh, where, Where can I take her? Well, really, anywhere in the room, where are you looking to take her? To safety. Safety? Yeah. Um, This this room, the only hazardous thing now is the last dwarf that's possessed on the balcony. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? Actually, if you don't mind. uh, No, I already took my action. You get two attacks. I'll slide with it. Okay. Um, You know what? I'm going to look up, drop Deirdre, and then shoot the guy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Roll the (laughs) Deirdre. Let's see here. This 17 hit. Yes, AC 16. Mm. Okie dokie, artichokey. I did not use sharpshooter, so don't worry oh, okay. about that. <laughs> I didn't even mark. Wow, going easy on him today. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. So that was 20. <laughs> 20 damage. Okay. So he gets shot with an arrow as he's running by, and it does not stop him. He's limping from the arrow in his leg, still making his way over. Oh. Okay. Well, that's that's my turn. Yeah. All right. Lena, you see him get shot by this arrow. What would you like to do? Uh, okay. If I take the dash action, can I reach him? She wants uh, to talk to him. She wants to try to pin him and figure out how to wake the dragon or if what he's doing is trying to wake the dragon. Yeah, I'll, I'll say you, you reach him enough to speak to him. Okay, so she like puts her axe back on her back and runs up the stairs. And I feel like since he's limping, it's really sad and she can reach him really fast. And then she just pushes him up against the wall and presses her like arm into his neck and says, how do you wake the dragon? Is it this bell? Tell me how to wake the dragon. The dragon is awoken when its master wakes it. His master wakes it, so we can't, why were you ringing the bell then? Why, was it to summon an army? And she like presses in more. Yeah, and he spits in your face and it's black and goopy. Uh, I feel like she she feels a little bit of pity and she like talks to Rack and she goes, can we save this guy? Can we bring them out of their possession? Um, he tells, he gives you an answer. Yes, um, y- y- it, it is possible. How, how do I do it? If I can, I don't, I don't know if I'm taking too long on my turn, but she says, how? 
Uh, and with that, uh, you hear the crack of Deirdre's nose, and you can see through uh, the floor beneath you where he's standing. Uh, Geriad uh, punched the smoke out of <laughs> Deirdre, <laughs> essentially, by making her go unconscious. Uh, Lena turns her eyes back to this guy and goes, I've had bad luck with this in the past. Hopefully you do better. And she takes out, and she takes out one of her, sh- of her uh, hand axes and just like whacks him over the head with it, if oh I can. Oh my God. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you're, hold- you're holding him and you do, you whack him and he's close enough to being unconscious already. That with yeah, one seems- solid, yeah. yeah, with one solid punch, uh, he falls unconscious and you feel his weight fall onto you. All the smoke pours around your body as it exits out of his eyes, his ears, his mouth, and then it floats to the ground and then back up and it is completely out of his body. She just mutters nice, then she turns to the others and relays the information that only, what was it, only the master can summon the dragon? Is that what they, what, sorry, what did he say, Avery? Yeah, only the master can uh, bring the dragon, um, like wake up the dragon, essentially. Um, yeah, yeah, so Shalina relays that. That's, yeah, that's that's the king, I bet. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you okay. relay that to us, too? Oh, yeah, I put it in, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, right? the earrings, earrings, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a while to get used to this. Hey, Bree, uh, only the master can wake the dragon. Oh! <laughs> also, I think you're 13. I'd say you're 13, Bree. Uh, Bree. Bree's like, I, I don't understand what you're saying. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Don't worry. Uh, okay. Lakara pipes in and she says it's because he's in possession of the artifact. It's because he controls the dragon. Okay, so... Oh. So do we need to come to you guys then? Sorry, I don't know if I'm taking it. It seems like we could probably bait him to summon it, I think. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. good plan. I think we yeah. need to be Well, the position. dragon's right here, right? This is the dragon she points up. Yeah, is this the dragon? Is like, this the dragon or was this another skeleton, dragon thing? But isn't there like an actual zombie Roll investigation. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. Can you imagine we're rolling? waiting here with some skeleton? It's not the real dragon. <laughs> right, I know. Um, wait, who's rolling investigation? All of us Anybody. or just Lena? Anybody who wants to roll. Probably... <laughs> Somebody roll it. <laughs> Anybody. Well, let's see. What's my investigation? Um, yeah, I only got a 13. Yeah, okay. I'll roll investigation. <laughs> that's one of my good ones. Okay, yeah. So that's, um, that is uh, math. Uh, 22. Damn. It is a fake. It is a uh, <gasps> replica of the dragon that was put Mother. in the museum many, many years ago. This isn't the real dragon. Yeah. Oh, it's a pretty good fake, though. But it's because you guys <laughs> you guys were actually told last session that the dragon rests on the balcony that overlooks the city. Right. right. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. That's why I got Whoa. confused. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Thank you. <laughs> Not the it lies in the museum hanging from the rafters. Whoopsies. <laughs> 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 Okay, um, and do we, okay, we don't know how to get, no, we know, we do know how to get to the balcony. Is that the, is that the balcony on the, the steps that head, that heads up where the, the two dwarves were? Is that, are we assuming that that is the balcony? Lycara pipes in and says, the balcony is in a different part of the castle. Oh, oh good. <laughs> Which direction do we go, Lycara? <laughs> and then she gives you a series of directions down hallways, heading down in, uh, into the castle. Oh, goody. And <sighs> All right. Darian pipes in and says, guys, we're getting a little antsy over here. When do you want us to go boom? <laughs> um, uh, not yet, Darian. No. Can, Can you, you maybe place? Uh, uh, say a rousing speech or something? 
<laughs> oh no, don't make him do that. We'll he, lose um... everyone. No. Hey no, guys, darn. can everybody gather don't around for a moment, please? <laughs> oh god damn it, Lena. Why do you insist on ruining? And, and like, Velma starts swearing as his like, earpiece cuts off. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and be it beeps out foul language for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so um, we still got a hold. It's all right, though. Um, as soon as they want us to, we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll cause a ruckus out there, draw everybody out, and uh, oh, ho hopefully oh, it's a big God. enough bang to make the king use the dragon. And then, hey, we're going to kick some butt today, right, guys? Right? You hear radio silence on the other end. There's no, like, <laughs> oh. ambient cheers or anything. Oh, no, side's no. going, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, guys. Maybe we should just let them do the thing because yeah, then the I think dragon just will be roused. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's let's go. Okay. Yeah. So Sai is gonna head out towards the directions that uh, Likara gave us. Okay. Right on. Did we give Darian the go as a team or no? No, I don't think we, I said we we said to hold right, Darian yeah. for Darian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Do we have to be in place before he does his thing? Yeah. And, oh, until Sai gets a look at the dragon, essentially. You guys want to uh, wait to see if you can uh, get any of its weaknesses or take a look at it before things get crazy. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll see. If things get worse, we might just have to yeah, give them don't a go. Even, please, for God's <laughs> sake, do whatever you need to. And I mean whatever you need to to keep them there. That is your only use to the group. You got it? <laughs> you hear Rami in the background. <laughs> oh, God. Rami, make sure he does it, Rami. Be a good boy, Rami. Make sure he doesn't fuck it up. I love it. Wait, don't we have animals with us? <laughs> I thought I gave myself and Sai animals. I thought we had a Did bear we? and a lion. I don't remember hmm. animals. Did we have like... Oh, yeah, because I, I used, I used the two other ones of my fluffies. Um, <laughs> in that case, Avery, can I just say they were in the back, but like they can be with the other group? Yeah, no problem, no problem. Okay, okay. Sorry about They're that. I that, that was a no. That's okay. I forgot to. So wait, do we have <laughs> we have fluffies or not? We do. Yeah, you have a bear and a lion in the room with you. Okay, we'll be able to stealth through the castle, no problem now. Yeah. So going back to the group in the broom closet for a moment here. Make up. Lakara says, "Okay, I think it's safe to go, but I want to do something for you guys first. Oh. And um, she looks to you, Velvet, where she thinks you are, hold it, as she's holding your hand. She says, take off your shirt. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Menage a trois into the closet with Brie and Lakara. Oh, yeah. And he takes off his shirt. Brie's actually going to start, like, moving toward the closet door. <laughs> <laughs> Brie, take off your shoes. I warn you, it's been uh, about wait, three months. Wait. I'm a little rusty since my last three sums. So, uh, okay. Oh, okay. And... Bree takes off her shoes. What is this for? Now, as an artificer, she has an ability called Infuse Items. And she can infuse various items with magical abilities. So she takes your shirt, your um, whatever your armor is, Velvet, and she infuses it with defensive magic, which will now add a plus two to your AC. What? I oh, feel nice. extra alive! <laughs> wow, for the day, day, for the day. Wow, it's so tingly. <laughs> And then for you, Bree, she infuses your boots with magic called the Winding Path. So as a bonus action any on any turn, you can teleport up to 15 feet. Oh, cool. Holy mm. shit, that's cool. Nice. Lakara, that, I'm going to say, that was even better than a threesome. I know, <laughs> what, what a stretch, but it was. I'm really glad you're invisible right now, Velvet. 
Okay. I think it might be a little awkward. I think we're both glad about that. Yeah, that's probably Bree's going to say, I I don't know what a threesome is, but thank you very much, Lakara. Well, Bree, if you stick with me long enough, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. (laughs) Oh, God. Bree just shakes her head. I really start regretting this spell right now. (laughs) All right. And, And you guys slowly exit the closet. You see the way is safe and clear, and you press onward, holding each other's hands. A little bit of sweat on Aww. Bree's hands and like Kara's hands from everything that's been spoken. <laughs> Velvet really misread that whole situation. <laughs> I think it's safe to say. So Velvet, though. Now, Giryid, Deirdre, yes. her eyes flutter a little bit, and she slowly opens them. And she immediately grabs her head and just lets out a, ah, my head. And she opens her eyes and she sees your face. Mm. You're not going to stab me again, are you? <laughs> She's shocked. She says, Garyid? Garyid, why, how are you here? You, she stands up and she slaps you across the face. Mm. You oh, left me. Mm. You left without a word. How could you do that? Well, I was removed from Idochester, as you know. (laughs) He he laughs. I never believed them when they put the blame on you, Garyad. But you should have stayed. You should have fought for yourself. You should have stood up to them. Ah, this was never my home. It's okay. I'm just glad you're safe. She looks around the room and she sees the other slain dwarves and she just asks, what's happening? The last thing I remember was the king with his, his skeletal dragon and it looked at me and the smoke gathered around my vision and that's the last thing I could remember. You were brainwashed. Uh, what's the right word? Not brainwashed, not... Uh, da, da, possessed. Da, da. Possessed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, you were possessed by a demon, I believe it's a demon, called... Solkatesh. I, I've never even heard of that demon. I, I don't know what that means. It sounds bad. The others, there's, there's others that are possessed too. Yes. I'm so glad you're back, Kiri. And she just gives you a big hug. She, uh, he receives the hug and he, he squeezes her. He squeezes her tighter and, and um. You know. I think you should come with me. Out of Hildechester? Aye. Out of Hildechester. If there's anything left, how's the city like? Is everybody taken? Not that... Um, wait, hold on. No, right, Avery? Just real quick. Sorry. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> no yeah, there's right. the rebellion. Many people are taken, but yeah, the yeah. city's still there. But Yeah, no. Um, I, so I basically, I, as brief as possible, I explained to her everything that had that had happened up until the events of now and i um and after i'm done there i go listen we must move with haste there's a dragon you know of this yes let's destroy it and then get out of here i'll stand right behind you give me an axe as she stands up (laughs) she kind of flexes her muscles Then what are you waiting for? Let's go. <laughs> and then I said, then we, I just run off. <laughs> Literally, I run <laughs> off. 
Sai and Lita, what are you guys up to right now as this is happening? Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Lena. <laughs> <laughs> so Sai is heading out towards the directions that Lakara gave us. Um, now, I have a question for you, Avery. Yeah. Um, is there time for a short rest or to like reset some of my um, my spell slots? Or is this uh, it would, that would take like an hour. Break. No, sorry. Oh, and then the other thing is, um, I you know I realized that we I haven't looked at those stones, <laughs> those yeah. dark green stones. Is there any like I, I don't know how to do that? I know you said spend some time with it, but I don't know how much time and what I would need to do. So uh, on your way down, you guys are all traveling together through the castle and you take out the stones and you, and you take a look at them, uh, you inspect them, you get a feel for the magic. And finally, a piece of historical information clicks in your brain, something you might have read about in a book at one point years ago, that there are these special stones that were forged in the city of Ildichester called Yoon Stones. And what they do is they grant specific defensive abilities to those who possess it. All you have to do is hold it in the palm of your hand, squeeze it tight, and it'll float above your head, granting you a plus one to your AC. Oh, cool. All right, so I convey that to my team. Can there, hey, there are three of us and three stones. Amazing. <laughs> that worked out one well. One for you and one for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, Deirdre extends her hand. Do oh. I get... Oh, no. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. I don't need it. I can take a hit. As her nose is oh. still bleeding from getting punched know, by right? Kieran so many times. Lena smiles and looks to, and says, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> and she gives you a coy smile, showing her teeth, gritting them. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know what, Deirdre? If you're going to join us, you should be protected. Here, have my stone. She says, no, no, no. I don't need it. It's fine. Thank you. Are you sure? I'm strong. Um, yes, I, I, I know dwarves are very durable, so... um. Well, you let me know if you need it, okay? Thank you. I'll keep it in mind. Okay. And she sticks it in her, in, in, in her, in his bag. D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. If you're enjoying our epic adventure, be sure to check out our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. As well, spread word about us to your family and friends so they can adventure with us too. Thank you. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. So you guys make your way through the castle, following the directions from Lakara, and you come into this great hall, which you know is just before the balcony. There's a wide open archway. You guys peek your heads through. You haven't really ran into too many possessed dwarves on the way. You're not too sure where they're at. But on this balcony, you finally see it. It's even bigger than the replica in the museum. 
uh, the bones of this dragon, this ancient red dragon that's at least 80 feet long, its tail curled around in this long loop, its wingspan as long as its body even, maybe even a little larger, spread out amongst this balcony. You see various crates just full of weaponry and uh, other shipments that came in before this whole thing went down. And uh, walking about are a bunch of about seven or eight possessed dwarves, just making their rounds, keeping watch over the city specifically. Their backs are turned toward you, making sure that the rebellion isn't coming back anytime soon. Um, Lena pipes up and goes, okay, well, Sai, once you get a look at this dwarf, if you can see it from here, you know, these guards, Darian and the group will, will distract, so we shouldn't need to deal with them, but Remember what, if I'm right, you guys can't get too close or else you'll get possessed again, right? To the dragon. But the the dragon possesses? Am I right on that, Avery, or am I missing that up? Um, So Deirdre speaks up and says, when I was possessed, the dragon had to breathe on me instead of any other breath normally that comes out of dragons. It was this smoke that enveloped me. Okay. Okay, okay. Keep that in mind. Mm, This is unlike any other red dragon I've ever seen. Um, Look, I I know a little something about dragons. And um, and actually, Avery, I was going to uh, use my little pendant to see if I could use that on the dragon to see if I could get information about it. Because Mm. um, you allowed me to, to look up red dragons and I know that one of the variants is that they can use magic and I want to sort of assess like what kind of dragon or like what, what are his abilities or her abilities yeah uh, so you use your little pendant and the golden light scans this thing and uh, much like a red dragon uh, it's damage immunity is fire it cannot be charmed it cannot be frightened it cannot be exhausted poisoned or unconscious Unconscious okay. stands out to you. Okay. So it, it can't be... So I say it again. So it can't be knocked unconscious? Correct. And Ew. that one seems strange to you. That seems abnormal from okay. normal dragons. Because, I mean, you know, anything that takes enough damage, normally it'll yeah. fall unconscious. Uh-huh. Uh, this dragon as well can use a frightful presence like any other dragon, sending people running away from it. And then you get some information about its breath. Normal red dragons have a fire breath that they use, but this dragon is different. It has a smoke breath and it can exhale the smoke. And that's, that is what it uses to possess people who fall into that smoke. Interesting. Okay. So Hmm. we're dealing, (laughs) so this whole fire resistance thing, uh, not an issue. The last thing you learn but the scanner can't pinpoint it exactly, is it has one vulnerability. Oh. It has a specific part of its skeletal system that if attacked in a specific spot mm-hmm. will deal some pretty dire consequences to this thing. Okay. The most it gave you is that it's somewhere along its spine. Oh, all right. Okay, so I convey this to uh, the group. Uh, we can't we can't let it get to the army below then. I mean, if uh-huh. it just can breathe its breath on them, then they're all gone. Darian's gone, mm-hmm. that goat, exactly. all of them. 
So we, go, we gotta keep it here on this balcony. <laughs> um, so uh, Avery, can you, so you somewhat described the balcony. So it's like a typical balcony and you said it had some weapons, like some crates of weapons. And then there's like seven to eight dwarves. Um, are, is there uh, like a corner or a place like theoretically where the dragon could be trapped if like something like trapped against a wall or something like that trapped against a wall it's is uh it possible or is it is you it like you would need a pretty big tool to make that happen and you're looking right. around and there's nothing on this balcony that you think could serve that purpose but funny enough funny okay. enough uh, oh oh Darian pipes up <laughs> and he oh, says, Darian. hey guys, so we, we all couldn't wait. I, I'm very sorry, but I managed to convince everybody to just take a nice stealthy approach. We're waiting in the city below. And if you want, there are these really cool net cannons that I found. There's about three net of them. Cannons. Oh my God. <laughs> well, Avery, okay. So the reason I asked is I do have a tool that can trap something big. Okay. Um, I'm just looking for something to trap it against. So. Well, I mean, yeah, the walls. It's a wall. It's a castle, wall. then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, Lena goes. Yeah. Net cannons. That'd be great. I mean, if this yeah. thing starts flying, I mean, right? Launch those fig things, right, guys? Garyad, what do you think? Mm. Do you do you honestly think that will work? Well, it's worth a try. I mean, maybe if they get a really proficient person on it and not Darian. Yeah. No offense, Darian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Darian, do you have a good shot? I mean, like, how does this net cannon work? Is, is there, like, an ex expert cannon shooter? Well, I just got a few guys who hopped on, and uh, they, they think uh, they've used it before. Hey, it's okay. worth a shot. It's worth a shot. If this thing starts flying, Absolutely. it's worth a shot. Okay. All right. So if you guys want, we, we ha I mean, we have a whole army down here. You can also bring it down here. And we, there's a nice open market area that we have the cannons around. It could work. Um, okay, so maybe we'll try to lure it there. Well, we could, but then, like you said, if, if, if it gets close to the rest of the army and, and you know, dragon's breath, it spreads and it could infect the army. We could be looking at fighting hundreds of, uh, of, of possessed dwarves. Well, maybe we say to keep most of the army back as far as possible, and uh, mm -hmm. we give the signal once, uh, I don't know, does it run out of breath eventually, or once it's trapped, we could try to get its mouth. If it's does trapped, it I could try and go up and <laughs> tie its mouth somehow. Or... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the other thing, I, I hate to do this to such a magnificent animal, but um, I think we need to, to think about blinding him. If he can't see, he can't aim. So me mechanically, just so you guys know, um, yeah. dragons, when they use a breath attack, it needs to recharge and it's based on chance. So it's not like oh. he could, every move, just keep turning, uh, possessing dwarves. It's, it's like, it's a big move and something he can only use uh, every now and then, really. Yeah, right. I say so we I try to get him. Term. Yeah, then I think we, we say we try to do a Darren set and we lure them into the market, have those things ready. And maybe we can, uh, maybe we can trap it. If they all go off at once and they're all in different areas, right? I guess so. Uh, Darian, can you move? How, how many cannons do you have? Uh, we got three down here, all on different sides of the market. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. 
I guess that's probably our best plan is to, to lure, we're gonna lure the dragon down to the marketplace and then I want you to, on our signal, I want you to try to trap the dragon. Uh, I guess the last thing, Avery, sorry to keep asking a bunch of questions. Um, if we were to lure it to the marketplace, could we go, I'm assuming we have to go through the castle? There's mm -hmm. no other clear way to do that, right? Um, you could go down the side of the uh, mountain that the castle is on. Yeah, is that doable? Okay. Okay, it's, so it's climbable? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, right. I turn to I turn to the others and say, "Should we uh, should we wake the dragon, Giria? Do you want to do the honors?" Yes, and I walk forward. <laughs> okay. Oh, be careful. Stay stay back. Are they like? Should we give them like shields or something so they can <laughs> get yeah, the dragon breath? Um, Could they just take a shield? Like, are there shields around? Could like Giri just pick up a shield? Would that block the? Pick up a shield. Can the I do smoke? That? Yes. The smoke. You said there's weapons around, right? If you like got a shield, would it like block some of the smoke? Hmm. You could certainly try to block smoke with a shield. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that, you can absolutely you can absolutely you can try. try. <laughs> I didn't know if it came out in a really concentrated stream and it was like a blast, or if it was like I don't know. It's airborne. Try to stop the, the coronavirus with a shield. Take that. <laughs> So we need masks. We need masks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought oh, you find masks. Stat. <laughs> you know what? I was going to... Okay, so this is kind of like putting a, a, a dent in my plans here, but let me... You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to reduce him. Maybe if we can kind of make him smaller, we can make him easier to control. So I'm going to get... Uh, I'm going to try to get 30 feet away from him. Am I, am I 30 feet away from him? Yeah, yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, you, you cast reduce and uh, it yeah. works. The, the dragon's what? remains <laughs> get reduced. Dude. Now, what does it get reduced to? Let's see. Okay. Uh, so it's, uh, size is halved. Uh, weight is reduced to one eighth and normal. And then it's um, disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws and target tax deal them with one D four less damage. Uh, okay, so oh, instead of weapon, oh, that's sorry, that's weapons. I don't know if you count those the their claws and whatever bite as weapons. It would, yeah. Okay. So instead of a gargantuan dragon laying on this balcony, it turns into a large dragon, about eighteen feet long. We'll say. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, nice. Oh, that gives me options. Ooh. Is it still it. sleeping, or did it wake up from that? Uh, it's not animated yet, but in that moment, you, you, and the scraping of bone shoo, scrapes against the stone that it's laying on. And some of the dwarves that are on that balcony turn around and they see the dragon's been reduced. And are you guys necessarily hidden right now or? Um, I kind of like peeked around the corner, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sort of hiding. <laughs> but Geriad's out in the open because he started moving toward it, right? Yes. Oh. I guess that's oh, true. That's Go right. for it, yeah. Girion. Okay, you yes. got this. <laughs> so they, they see Girion <laughs> standing <Okay>. there. <laughs> what would you like to do, Girion? I look at the dragon and I start to study it. What do I see, Avery? What are you looking for specifically? I'm looking like at the dragon specifically. I'm trying to like look around it. I'm not looking for weak points or anything. I'm just kind of studying it. Like, say I like passive perception walking around it okay you're, uh, you're taking a look you see the remains obviously you see on its forehead you see the contraption that lakara made it's this sort of metal plate that's been uh 
put screwed into its head. And in the center of this plate is the kyber shard. <gasps> oh, right. And it, gl- and it glows with a soft red. All right. So I go, I go to walk on it. <laughs> okay. Oh, on the dragon? Yes. Yes. Go literally. for it. Yes. Oh and, I go, and I go to, on the head there where the kyber shard is. Is that possible? Oh, my God. I'm not even thinking about it, but it, 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 is it moving? I love or not? it. <laughs> it's not still. Okay, so I go to grab the kyber shard. You reach down, and mm-hmm. first I need you to make a Constitution oh saving God. throw for me. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Um, fifteen. Okay, it was a DC 15. You go to reach down and you feel this fiendish dark energy try to repel you from it, but uh, it doesn't work. And uh, you place your hand on it, you feel it's warm. Mm. In this moment, one of the guards on the balcony takes out this big horn from its back and plays a note, this... And it echoes throughout the city of Ildichester. Some crows that were on the castle take to the sky. (laughs) And it echoes, and then for about a couple moments, there's silence. And then the red begins to glow more intensely on the forehead of this dragon. You hear its bones scrape on the stone as it slowly comes to life, becomes animated. It lifts itself off the ground with Geary, you still holding on to its head. It stands up. You see smoke fill its ribcage and form this smoky figure of a dragon around its bones. And it looks looks up at its forehead with its two red eyes that glow in the smoke. Look up at you, Geary, as you're holding on to its snout. Okay. Um, You'd be like, oh god. And I, I kind of like, I just hold on and keep eye contact with it very still. I feel like Lena goes, okay, Darian, it's awake, guys, everybody, it's awake, I guess. Yeah, is there <laughs> yeah. Now? Like, we need to let Darian okay. know. <laughs> all right, Darian's like, all right. And then it lets out this, it lets out this draconic roar that fills the air. You guys making your way to the king's room can hear it from within the castle as you're one hallway away from the king's room. And like Harris says, that's it, they woke it up. That means the king's unconscious. Perfect, so we just need to get the gauntlet from him now? We gotta take it off, let's go. Okay. Okay. So you guys hear the roar of the dragon from outside. You come to this big open door. Lakara walks up to the door and knowing that there's a distraction now, she casts knock on the door and it automatically unlocks this giant golden circular lock and the doors swing open before you and you walk into the king's safe room. You walk onto this platform that's about 15 feet above the floor of this room. You see a stair descending down and about 20 feet away from the bottom of the stairs, you see the king laying down on this stone altar, currently unconscious. As you guys are looking around the room, you see that it has a high ceiling at about 80 feet up. There's scaffolding connected to the ceiling, and the ceiling is composed of stone and skylights, which have these metal doors that are currently open, letting light in. What would you like to do? Oh, okay. So I guess like holding all their hands, Velma kind of stops everyone, and they're kind of like doing a low whisper. He's like, okay, so it doesn't look like he's doing much, just kind of hanging out, so... How how we feeling about just going, or should we maybe walk the skylight and drop down on him? What are we feeling? I mean, he's he's not moving right now. We could cautiously try to go in and 
just try to approach him. All right, she's cute and traditional. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> should we should we keep invisible? Like Kara calls out. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why we would not want to be. What if he wakes up just in case? Um, let's let's when 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 we get around him, let's form a triangle around him. So just in case anything funny happens, we'll be on all sides. And if he moves and we don't have the gauntlet yet, just reach for the fucking gauntlet. That that's it. Just reach for it. All right, we got this. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll do the one, two, three team after, but we'll see if we did it before. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys begin descending down the stairs as silently as possible. And as you make it to the bottom, there's no traps around. There's nothing. It's just the king in this room alone. And there's a balcony that hangs over the altar a bit. Uh, The stairs on there's stairs on the right and left that lead up to it. And on the left, there's the purple ooze again hanging all over those stairs. On the right side, the balcony's broken. But on this balcony that overhangs the altar, you see this big, solid gold monstrance that looks like a sun of some kind. And Bri, you get this sort of like tingle in your heart, as if there's some sort of connection from uh, Mistra sort of lingering in this room a little bit. And it's coming from this monstrous monstrance. She, she turns to them, she says, I'm, I'm getting a sense from that uh, that piece up there I, I think I think I need to find out more about it oh it's an antique yeah good point look I, at I'm, it mm. I, f- I feel like mistress telling me I need to I need to see it oh it's god stuff okay <laughs> well do She's you really want to maybe go, go up there and me and me and uh, um, le- oh sorry what is her name again Lakara. Lakara. Oh my god. I don't know why that name is so hard for me to remember. I, I, I'm always like, Lake. Um, Bree, do you want to go up there and me and Lakara can take it from here for the gauntlet? Are, are you sure you two are okay? I'm, I'm fine with waiting if you'd prefer, the th- if you two would prefer the three of us to make sure we get the gauntlet from the king. No, no, it's okay. You go. I have an error proof shirt now. I'm basically a god. <laughs> I was in theory before, now I am in practice. Oh my god. Like, Kara invisibly rolls her eyes and says, you know what, Brie, I see your point on this now. And begins walking toward the king. <laughs> well, what's her point? Like, Kara, what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brie, there's the stairs on the left that are covered in the goop, and then there's stairs on the right, and there's about a 12-foot gap that you'd have to cross to get to that monstrance. Okay, um... So, before... I'm trying to think. Before we left the um, room where Sai and Gyriad and Lena were fighting, did I? Did we see Lena uh, cast that fire at the goo? Yes, that happened before you left. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to walk over to um, the stairwell where all the purple goo is, and I'm going to um, cast a um, fire... Yeah, a um, firebolt at it. Okay. You cast a firebolt at it, and just like the goop from before, whoosh, the whole thing goes up in flames for about 10 seconds up those stairs, and after 10 seconds, whoosh, it's all gone, and the smoke fills the air. The king is still unconscious? Yes, he is. Cool. Okay, okay. He's definitely held his breath there. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, you I guys am... are creeping your way, and all of a sudden you're <laughs> of this fireball to the left. Yeah, so yeah, Bree turns back to them, make sure everything's okay with with them and the king, and then she's gonna start heading up the stairs. Oh, good, but thanks for the warning. 
Lycara backs you up on that, Velvet. She's like, you know what, Velvet, I see your side. Well, you just play it both sides, aren't you, Lycara? Okay. I'm a people pleaser, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Still upset about Gyrion. Oh, hey, he, you know what? It, it's He's okay. You just gotta give your boy so You know, you raised a really good son, Lycara. He is he is something special. He's my Kleeblock. Kleeblock. Kleeblock, is that how you say it? Do I have it right? Oh, Treeglock. Oh my god, now you're just called him a pig anus. Treeglock, not a pig anus. Oh no. Oh no, no. It's the one that isn't the pig anus. That's the one that. Teeglock. Teeglock. That's it. Anyways, we got a gauntlet to get. Let's do it. So you guys walk up to the king, and yeah, he's laying there. You see finally the contraption that she made, this iron uh, mixed with diamond, mixed with gold, all these precious metals into this gauntlet. And uh, there's this sort of bluish-green uh, turquoise energy that kind of surrounds his hand, and you see that it's active right now as it's animating that dragon. And he's just resting with his arms on his chest. It, it, does it, like, is it fashionable, Avery? Like, does it look cool? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I feel like Velvet's, like, gray eyes just glint with the gold and diamonds as he's just staring at it with way too much, like, covetousness in his eyes. Like, Hara begins, and she says, okay, so theoretically, if we pull off the gauntlet, the dragon will no longer be animated. The, the tether should be broken. It's as simple as that. But it's oh. never been tested. I, This is the first time anybody's worn this gauntlet, as she looks down at the king. Right, so just as simple as you don't actually know. Cool, okay, no, no, that's cool. Just just so I know where we are in this whole guesstimation thing, making the shit up as we go, check, okay? I'm really uh, excited I guess we, to see what happens. Should we grab it at the same time? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, So uh, Velvet puts his tiny hands around one of the fingers and gets ready to pull. He, he grabs the thumb. <laughs> hey, I got his thumb. Like, Kara puts her thick dwarven hands, singed and, like, oven hands from the heat of all her tools, and places them on the top. She says, and pull! You, you both start sh pulling as hard as you can on this thing, tugging on it, and it just isn't budging. It. He's not even clenching his fist or anything, and it just doesn't want to move. She lets her breath go. Fuck! I don't know why it's not coming off. Huh, um, let me see. I'm gonna cast... Uh, I, I have a free uh, counter charm that I can use as one of my bardic feats. Um, oh. Can I cast counter charm against... To see if, if it's... Well, first I want to see if it's being held by a charm before I look like an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, roll. Uh, you you take a look at it, and uh, it's not being held by a charm of any kind. It seems to... She, she's thinking, and she says, No, it can't be a charm. I, it must have to do with the mind tether. I, or the mm. Kyra shard, or, or Sulkatesh in there, and she's kind of racking her brain. And while this is happening, uh, Bree, you make your way up the stairs mm -hmm. and you approach this monster. And the closer you get, the warmer you feel as if it's shining radiant sunlight on you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So she's going to very cautiously approach it and, um, yeah, try to take a closer look at it, see if she, see what she sees, if she gets any messages or anything. So no message, just the closer you get it, it's the warmer you feel and um, the radiant energy that your magic often uses to cast just feels um, a little enhanced or drawn to this monstrance as if it could amplify it in a way. Okay. Now, as that's happening as well, and like Hara's thinking, you're trying to figure out if it's a charm, the smoke 
from the ooze that's filling the room starts to drift over the king. And as he's laying there, he takes a breath in, he takes a breath out. Um, he takes guys, a breath in and the smoke guys, goes in. Guys, and he takes a breath guys, out. Guys, guys. <laughs> as you're saying, guys, guys, guys. His eyelids flick open and they're this dark purpley black. All the skylights, these metal uh, skylights close at once with these crashes of metal and the room goes intensely dark except for a single torchlight at the back. It casts this hideous shadow from the altar that extends over your faces like higher and velvet. And the king doesn't rise. Rather, his shadow cast by this torchlight begins to rise in the room behind you guys, about 20 feet away. And it rises to about 10 feet tall. And then its eyes open and it's the same glowing red that the others saw within the dragon. And it's this smoky figure standing before you. It looks to you guys and it speaks saying, (laughs) you will all die in this city. I will be released soon from the silver flame, and the world will know the wrath of Sulkatesh. More like Sulka, fuck you, right? Oh. Right? Right? Uh, can, can the demon see us, Avery, or just kind of uh, feel our presence? Oh, it can see you. This thing has true sight, so it sees 100%. right through your okay. visibility. Okay, uh, so I, I guess when it's kind of like without a doubt that we know that it can see us, and I go, hey, yeah. well, you know what? You got stopped before, you and uh, your whole creepy little fucking army. So uh, we're going for a uh, repeat. We're doing a little rerun. That's what we decided. And uh, we're going to win. The sequel's going to be even cooler than the first one. So fuck you. And we got your brother on our team this time. So double fuck you. <laughs> Take that. Never trust a fiend, fool. Even if you succeed in taking this gauntlet back, you'll meet your end soon. You will not leave this city alive. And her fingers splay out with these long, smoky claws as she begins floating into the air. As it's this kind of weird mixture of Sol Katesh's energy with the form of the king's body, this strange, smoky, grotesque figure. And I need all of you to roll initiative for me. Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. 
With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.